Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super grateful to have everyone here today and super excited for today's interview with my friend, Natalie Chaplin. There's so many things that, that we can cover into today's episode, but uh, I, I love the direction of how things end up rolling out whenever I have someone on here because it's purely organic. The, the depth of entrepreneurship and running a business, uh, it it's infinite. So there are so many different things that we can talk about. And I, I love having other entrepreneurs and other businesses owners on here for the pure and simple fact that everyone's journey looks a little bit different. It's not a straight line. There's, there's bumps and bruises and twists and turns that we need to go through and grow through at the same time. And Natalie and I are going to discuss that and a whole lot more. So with that being said, Natalie, welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Scott. It is totally awesome to be here. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. Absolutely. So for the audience that is not familiar with, with you and, and what you do, uh, number one, share with them what it is that you focus on and what it is that you help people with. But more importantly, what was that aha moment or light bulb moment for you that has set you on the path that you're currently on now? Ooh, okay. Super juicy. Um, <laughs> so what I do is help business owners get more of what they want out of their business without adding to their plate. So for me, um, man, I don't know. Entrepreneurship is just in my blood. I think when I was in college, I, I was a finance and economics major, um, got involved in some international travel and helping with micro lending out in, um, Chile and Peru and just saw the power of entrepreneurship and how it can literally change people's lives. And, uh, and I think it can change the world too, right? Like that's how innovation and evolution and how we make big leaps, leaps ahead. So, you know, I've always been inspired by the Apollo program and going to the moon and find it fascinating that we as a people could come together and make something so incredibly amazing happen. And I think that's partly driven my entrepreneurship passion. Um, but I graduated from college, worked at an entrepreneurship center at a business college, um, supported students launching organizations, getting funded, and then jumped into it for myself, became a consultant, studied high performance. And so I am kind of the entrepreneurship nerd. I know the business side of things and work really well with people who don't have that business background, who maybe know their industry really well, right? Like they can bake cakes, you know, they can, they're the interior designer, but don't necessarily have that uh, business background. Every entrepreneur has strengths and weaknesses, and we play to our strengths and we hire people to help us with our weaknesses. That's just really? the evolution of how we grow. So number one, what would you say was your biggest weakness that you knew you had to work on to become a better entrepreneur? And second to that, what do you feel is the most common weakness that most entrepreneurs have when they are getting into starting their business? Oh man, that's a great question. I'm gonna answer the second one first. 
just because I, I've seen a lot. So I've supported a lot of people over the years with being in that beginner stage and launching. And there's, I, I think there's some big misconceptions about the difference between an idea and an opportunity. So ideas are a dime a dozen. People have ideas all the time, but your ability to execute on an idea is completely different from that. As well as an opportunity is really kind of the, inter the intersection of you being able to provide a solution to people who want to buy it. You have um, you know, the resources to do that. Now resources does not mean money. It can mean money, right? But there's relationships and connections and capital and like all sorts of things that are that are a part of that, right? So I think that people can launch ideas and really fall flat without doing that necessary research and kind of foundational validation to really launch a true opportunity. Um, for me, I think that my when I first started out, I just thought really small. So one of the things I remember this one time I was working with an interior designer and I was doing a social media audit for her. And I think I spent, it was like four and a half hours or something on it. And at that time I was charging by the hour, not charging by value. And so I sent her an invoice for like $132 and 50 cents or something like that thinking that, okay, if I times my hourly rate out, you know, but really when you get into business, it's about providing value for other people. And so I was valuing, you know, my time, but ultimately that audit really shifted the direction she took her um, online profiles and provided a much bigger ROI than $132, right? So knowing, knowing how value works in the marketplace and that you're really a provider of solutions, I think was that weakness that I, it took me a second to understand. But once I did was really what helped me. I mean, in, in, in 2017 was the first year I had replaced my full-time income with my part-time business. You know, it's, everything is done in the pockets of our time. You know, there's so many statistics that can be discussed 85% of professionals don't like what they do. Uh, obviously, with the pandemic now going on two years, we, and this is something that my wife and I discussed, is that, you know, we, we had this thought, and most people did, that we had this like middle class that was kind of doing okay. And when the faucet was turned off from a lot of that middle class, they didn't have any savings to back up the loss of a job and most of them you know couldn't afford to get by and it was a it was a real aha moment for myself and my wife because you know the picture that's always painted is that you know people understand not only uh, how to, how to work and earn an income but to have that money work for them and save and invest and do all those things and it couldn't have been further from the truth it was the opposite is that you know people all too often they spend what they make. And, you know, I've always, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've never had a boss. I've never worked for anyone else, but me since I was 18. So I've always understood about the concept of creating your own economy. 
And no matter what the temperature or what's going on in the environment, I am still responsible for me. We are still responsible for running our company and everything that we're doing. And I think this is something that also needs to be spoken about because more people than not are in that employee mindset where they go and they get a job. And even though there may be an entrepreneurial spirit inside of them, they're used to that mindset of, you know, nine to five and, you know, Mm -hmm. you clock in, you clock out. But when you get into the entrepreneurial world, it's, it's a whole new animal because you're, you're, you're responsible for, for everything. And I, I love the fact that you kind of built that on the side of what you were doing, because the mistake that a lot of people make, and I've spoken to people about this is that, you know, they have this entrepreneurial idea, they have this coaching program, and they quit their job and they go all in with it and they scale slightly and then they hire and they, they have a team and they have payroll, but they hadn't really taken their first bumps and bruises in the entrepreneurial journey. And then they get knocked back because, you know, that's how entrepreneurship goes. You take one step back, you take three steps forward, you know, your failures open the doors to your successes. And the, the, what I live by and what I was taught by an early mentor is that until you have six months of consistent, steady income, that is either replacing or exceeding your full-time income, you don't leave until that happens because so many people exit too early and then they have nothing to fall back on. And the, the mindset switch that I say to people is say, listen, build that side hustle, you know, build it in the pockets of your time, build it after work hours and be grateful that you still have a full-time job that is acting as your investor in growing your side business that is going to end up being your full-time business. So what's your advice to that entrepreneur that, you know, that spirit is inside of them, but obviously there's that fear that that polarizing fear that, you know, I'm afraid to go all in and they still have that nine to five. So they still need that income coming in. They can't cut it off. What's your advice on that person that's in that conundrum where they want to grow this side business, but they still have that full-time job. And when is the right time for them to push those chips all in? Ooh, that's like, that's a good question. So I am a strategist. So I always take a step back and look at the big picture. So when we're, we're talking about this and, and, and like one of the things my clients hear me say all the time is it depends, right? Because I don't think there's a one size fits all strategy. I don't think there's some blanket answer that's going to, you know, be the ultimate answer for everybody who's listening. However, there's here, here's where I would start is I would take a look at what do you truly want out of life out of, you know, what are the next three to five years? What do you want that to look like? And if that is going from corporate to self-employed, or maybe because there is a difference between self-employed and owning and running and operating a business, right? So, and, and neither one is good or bad. It's just what, what do you want? So it's, it's taking a look at what do you want and having a, I love what you said, having a job that's your investor that funds that side project you're doing is a totally noble thing. It's totally great to do that. That's that can be an extremely smart move for people because you don't want to jump into something like I was saying earlier, that's an idea, not an opportunity. 
you want to really get some traction and validate what you're doing has some ability to really grow and scale. So um, it's kind of a hard question to answer, like when is it the right time? But I think it just depends on what do you want? And do you have a true opportunity that if you did push the chips all in, you know inside that you can make this work? It's kind of that like, oh my gosh, I'm going to jump out of the airplane <laughs> boat. Like, I don't know if you've ever been skydiving, but it's like a holy crap, I'm going to do this kind of moment. But when you know you are aligned with an actual opportunity, I think you can push those chips in and maybe something in your life shows up and it's that sign of like, yep, it's time to go all in. Like maybe you go to work and maybe it's we're downsizing or, you know, this is shifting and you're not going to get to do as much as you'd like to do. And so maybe that's your sign of, yeah, it's time to go all in. So. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about ideas versus opportunity. Because again, there's a, there's a big difference. And, you know, when I first started getting into personal development about nine years ago, uh, I was listening to one of my favorite audios still is uh, The Stranger's Secret by Earl Nightingale. Mm -hmm. And for those that are not familiar with Earl Nightingale, he actually mentored Bob Proctor, who a lot of people um, follow today. And something that, that Earl said in this audio he said, ideas are free. And he yep. said, you know, here's an exercise. He goes every day, get a note card and write down three ideas. And he goes, do that every single day for an entire year. And you will have about 1200 ideas. And he said, of those 1200 ideas, he said, I can guarantee you one of them is going to make you rich. Now, when you, when you think about idea versus opportunity, what is the best way that you can differentiate between the two for people that, that need clarity on that? They're not really sure what, what the big difference between an idea and an opportunity. How would you help them get clarity yeah. around this? Okay, two? so this is, this is a, a mistake that a lot of people make. When you are trying to figure this out, what I will see people do is they're like, okay, I'm going to start a business. They go build a website. They go get all the social media handles. They do all those things, Right. None of those things are going to bring cash in the door. What brings cash in the door is conversations with your target market. So the, the best thing you could possibly do is go get into conversations with people who have the problem that you solve and talk to them about how they perceive their problem. Talk to them about what their goals are and find that gap that exists in the marketplace that you can close with your solution and find out if they're willing to pay for it. And if they are, take their credit card. <laughs> like, like it's that, you know, it's not all these other things that really are truly just distractions, but it's getting into the activities that are kind of, I call them thousand dollar an hour activities. It's, it's the work that truly creates results in your business. It's also defined as getting ready to get ready syndrome where <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting ready. You know, I got to build my website first. I got to get my email sequence in place. I got to create that opt-in. No, what you need is cash flow. What you need 
is money. Because when you start bringing, no one cares if you have a website or not. And that's why so many of my, my listeners right now who are also my clients are shaking their head as you said that because everything that I teach on LinkedIn is how to exponentially grow your coaching practice and your business by filling your network on LinkedIn with your ideal client avatar and your power partner where collaboration and creation can take place. I've had clients, um, I had one client in particular over a 12-month, 18-month period of applying my methodology brought an extra $1.5 million into their business just because they got focused and honed in on exactly their target market. Another client friend of mine doubled the investment they made in working with me in five weeks because it happens that fast. When you have clarity and you understand what your target market is, who your ideal client is, how to connect with them, because if you know you're connecting with your ideal client and they have a hole or or gap in their business or uh, something in their life that you can fill that, that hole or gap or void, it's going to be easy for them to see the value in what you do because you're going to be speaking to that person's pain point. And no one wants to be in pain in life and in business. They want those things figured out. And I think this is the big misconception is, again, at the end of the day, if you're not connecting with people, if you're not building relationships, then you are not going to grow a business. I, I can tell you first and foremost that you know one of the big reasons why our company has grown every single year for the last four years is because of Nancy and I taking consistent action on connecting and collaborating. Uh, I am consistently a part of digital summits or keynote talks every single month. I am consistently guesting on other people's podcasts. Mm -hmm. I am consistently networking with people on LinkedIn with no hidden agenda with no end result in mind, like I don't go into connecting with people on LinkedIn to try to close them. But it ends up happening because when you actually talk to the right people and they hear about what you do, they're like, you know what? I see value in what you're doing and I could really use your help. So yeah, I'm like over here shaking my head. Like I wish people could see. I'm like, yep, yes, yes, absolutely. Why do you feel in, in an age where it's never been easier to connect with people and build relationships, people are still more likely to do the quote unquote attraction marketing to give the visual look of this is what I do instead of making time to get on a phone call or a Zoom with someone else. Uh, I, I do think that there's a, I, I think there's two things. I think there's a fear component to it, but I also think there could potentially be a knowledge gap because there's a lot of misinformation about how to build a business. There are all sorts of people who are just like making noise in the marketplace about what to do. Like if you, you know, if you go out in the marketplace and find somebody who sells how to start a podcast, guess what they're going to tell you is the best way to start a business, a podcast, right? And that may not necessarily be the way that you need to start your business. That may not be where your audience lies. So you have to step back and think strategically about what you want and what is gonna create that result for you. And I, I think the other thing of fear is it's a lot easier to sit and screw around on making a website and getting on Canva and like, oh, these graphics look nice and maybe I should call my program this. Nobody cares. 
Nobody cares what your program's called. Nobody cares what colors you're using. What they care about is can you get them a result at the end of the day? Credibility is everything when you are looking to grow a business. You know, that's why when you go onto Amazon and you type in podcast microphone and it gives you all the suggestions, what are you going to look at? You're going to look at the reviews. You're going to look at how many five-star reviews. And, you know, the, the one thing that I always discuss and when I do my LinkedIn talks is you want your credibility to speak for itself. I don't have to sell to people anymore because if anyone was to go to my LinkedIn profile, they would see that I have nearly 500 written recommendations of people that I've worked with over the years that have said, yes, this guy knows what he's doing. So I don't care what other LinkedIn coaches are doing or saying. I don't care how much engagement. Find someone that has almost 500 written recommendations and I'll, I want to talk to them because they're mm -hmm. obviously doing as good as work as I am. And mm -hmm. you never want to convince people to work with you. But what I will tell you is that one of the, the, the biggest uh, misconceptions that a lot of people don't realize is that uh, creating wealth and having abundance in your life, uh, whether people consider that a dollar amount or just time freedom or the right to choose, whatever your definition yeah. of it is, it's not difficult to attain. And it's not about like thinking into rich. You're not like manifesting and, you know, the clouds just drop money into your lap. It's you got to take action on those thoughts. Right, right. You know, Nancy and I always come back to a, a book that we read together called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. This was the first money mindset book ever written in 1910. It's every money mindset book that you have ever written is based on the principles in this book. And, you know, to kind of just remove some of the most important things, Wallace says, instead of living in a world of creation or a, a competition and comparison, you must live in a world of creation and collaboration. And that is where abundance is found. When you create and you constantly create and you collaborate, and here's the thing, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. So many people are frozen in time with actually launching their business because they're too... They're too focused on the quote unquote busy work. You know, I have to make sure that my, my website is done properly. No, go get clients. And this is something that we teach in our 12 month program is that, you know, you want to launch a coaching practice, start coaching people, start charging, get results for people, get testimonials, then create a digital program off of that. You can create a membership program off of that. Now you have a business, you have people to attest to what you're doing. Before I, I launched my coaching practice, I was, I was coaching people. And after coaching 20, 30, 40 people within a few months, I was like, you know what? I could leverage this. I already know what I'm doing as far as coaching them. Why don't I create a digital program? And then again, the testimonial started to come in. So you have to start somewhere. Now, networking and, and connecting is such a vital uh, part of growing a successful business. And just as I, I said earlier that it's never been easier to connect with people, but again, people are afraid. It's also never been easier to create wealth and abundance in the marketplace that we're in right now. So many people are crushing it. You wouldn't even know. And that's the thing. Everyone focuses on the external image of what they see on social media but you have no clue what's going on behind closed doors. And a lot of, and some of the most successful people, you never really see them on social media. You don't see them doing all the things that all the quote unquote influencers are doing. So 
my question to you, Natalie, is for that person that is spending a lot of time in that comparison game and that imposter syndrome, like, you know, who am I to do that? You know, why should I, you know, I can't do that. How debilitating can and will it be for those negative thoughts and those limiting thoughts when someone really wants to impact people in a bigger way? Well, I think it's the ultimate debilitating thing, right? And I mean, I, I've totally dealt with that. And it, the, the, the story in my head was, why even try? Why me? Like, I, I can't, you know? And then one day, things flipped for me. And the reason why things flipped for me was because I was serving clients and getting them results. And then I said to myself, oh my gosh, why not me? I could absolutely do this. And I think that what's really important for the people who are listening is surrounding yourself with people like you, Scott, who are thinking it's just, it's normal to you, right? These like, of course, you're like, of of course, I'm able to offer value to people like you, you, like you said, I don't need to go out and like, try to get people to work with me. You know, you get people a result, you know, that just by showing up and serving people are naturally going to want to work with you because it's, it's not, there's no, uh, there's not a thing, right? It's not, it's like, absolutely. You have that confidence inside of you. So for someone who's struggling, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard because I can say, well, just stop it, <laughs> right? But that doesn't always help. But I would encourage people to just get curious and challenge yourself. Let's say for one week, get real curious and say, you know what? What if? What if I did? What if I could? And let that curiosity lead you. And when you inevitably get punched in the face with some negative feedback or something that doesn't work or kind of set you back, let yourself feel that. But in that same day, get back up again, because it's that frequency and it's that ability to not stay stuck and to rapidly move out of that. That's going to really help you. And, and the only way you do, you don't think yourself out of those situations. You act, you take action and get out of those situations. Les Brown always says you may get knocked down, but if you can look up, you can get up. And, th- and that's the yeah. truth. Yeah. So as we wind down, there's, uh, you help people in so many ways. So uh, tell the audience that's listening today and obviously later on what it is that you're working on right now. Uh, how you can help someone that's listening to this podcast and where can they go to find out more about how you help people? Totally. So I am launching a 90 day accelerator. So every quarter I work with a group of entrepreneurs who have had traction in their business and they are looking for a cash infusion. They are looking for the right strategy for them to create the cash that they want and get those results really quickly and not get sideswept by all the distractions and all the things, right? That like we were talking about earlier, that really at the end of the day, don't produce results and put them in this 90 day container and give them the strategic consulting that they need, the performance coaching that they need, and really just rapidly accelerate to whatever that next level is for them. So that's what I'm working on. Um, you know, people can find me on nataliechamplin.com. 
my name is spelled funny, so you may have to look in the show notes for what that is. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. And just, I'm happy to give value. And, you know, if I can save somebody the heartache and the, the expense and the time that it cost me to really figure this stuff out, like that just means the world to me. That's why people hire other people not to take a shortcut, but to shorten the learning curve. So instead yeah. of think about all the time, energy and effort that people spend trying to figure it out, not only that, but all the money that you spend along the way trying to figure it out instead of just say, hey, I need to make this investment. I want to I really want to shorten the learning curve and get into immediate action. And that is what Natalie can do with those that are ready. So all the information of how to connect with Natalie will be in the show notes, as she mentioned. So Natalie, before we finish, final question, what does success truly mean to you? Success to me, okay, if you, you heard that analogy where you have a jar and if you put the rocks in and then you put the sand in and then you put the water in, everything will fit, right? But if you first put the sand and then some water and then you try to fit the big rocks in, the rocks just don't, they don't fit. So for me, success is when I can put those rocks in first. And what those rocks are to me are my children and my marriage, my personal health, breathing fresh air and going out on adventures and hiking and just living life. You know, those things that when I am at the end of my life, I am truly going to value and, and that like it's putting those rocks in first because when I do that, I still get to have everything I want, but the times in my life when I have put business first, which for me, the sand is business. It's cost me my health. It's cost me relationships with my children and it's not freaking worth it. So I say put those rocks in first, and that is how you you get everything you want in life. I could not agree more. Something that my wife and I live by, it's family first in everything that we do. Uh, you know, business and our, our company, that's just what we do for a profession, but it's not who we are as individuals. And again, at the end of the day, how are you going to be remembered? And uh, we want to be present parents. We want to be uh, present partners and family members and friends. And that's what success is, uh, giving yourself that grace and that space to have that abundant time to spend your time the way that you want to. So Natalie, thank you so much again for being here today. So grateful uh, for you spending your time and giving all this value and love to my audience. Just really appreciate it. And thank you again for being here. Thank you. So everyone, again, to connect with Natalie, all that information will be in the show notes. So please do if you are ready to accelerate your business to the next level. And again, as always, please do, uh, you know, write a review. Uh, we would love to get support of the podcast. You can find it on iTunes or Spotify. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, 
please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net, where you can schedule a free discovery call with me, where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.